I'm Timothy Putnam, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together you and I can prepare to live outside the walls. Well, if you've been listening lately, you know my life is just a little bit like a pinball, uh, a pinball game right now. Ping pong back and forth, pinball all around. Uh, and right now I find myself sitting with a couple of guys in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm in town, of course, for the, the ordination of Bishop-elect David Condorlove. By the time you're hearing this, uh, he will be Bishop Condorlove, the fourth bishop of the Diocese of Tulsa. Uh, and uh, just... We, we, we came down with the whole family. We left our Colorado vacation a little bit early just to be uh, in the presence of being able to see an, an ordination of a bishop, first of all, an Episcopal ordination. Uh, but second of all, we have a, a very close connection with this part of the country here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I served here for four years as the director of marriage and family life for the Diocese of Tulsa. And it was here that I was talked into, uh, cajoled, and threatened uh, into radio. And uh, I am sitting here in, in the upstairs studio for St. Michael Catholic Radio, my first home on radio, sitting here with the president and vice president of that uh, a said radio station, David Niles and Adam Minahan, who themselves, after telling me that it's no big deal to have a radio st- station and a full-time job, uh, they finally decided to do their own show, The Catholic Man Show, which you can get on 102.9 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, also 94.9, but you can also get the podcast right here on Breadbox Media. You just go over to breadboxmedia.com, look for The Catholic Man Show, and you will find one of the most entertaining tangents uh, and it's really it's not really a show it's just one giant tangent after another <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just a delight to listen to so the guys thanks for being on my show you're welcome thanks for having yeah us. thanks for having us so uh, we, I, it's really funny thanks for having us because I we're, we're, we are using my studio uh my portable studio in your space so I don't know that uh, I'm so much having you as you are allowing me uh, to be in the midst of greatness right yeah, I like that. Yeah, now I you're have welcome to, to me. Yeah, <laughs> I have to explain this a little bit to you because uh, Adam over here is wearing the the uh, Breadbox Media uh, baseball cap, which you can get on breadboxmedia.com. We've got lots of gear you can go check out, uh, and and uh, and David is wearing a shirt with a bear with antlers, and it says beer. Because um, it's a it's a bear. It's a bear deer. deer. I got that. Yeah, I figured it's the that. elusive beer animal. The, the beer. <laughs> So this is what this show is going to be like. Just in case you were curious, this has set the tone for the whole thing. We're going to be with these guys for a couple of segments, and we'll get to our readings and uh, reading from church history as well to kind of cleanse the palate after the show before the next one. (laughs) Oh, my gracious. Speaking of cleansing the palate, yes, we actually have. So, Timothy, I know that you know this, but... On the Catholic Man Show, yes, we have. It's, there's three parts, but the first part is one of our favorites, which is a manly beverage. And Dave and I have only been doing this show for uh, well, this is uh, our done. ninth episode will be coming up. Yeah, oh, this week. Right. And so we thought, why break our streak? And we brought you a gift. <laughs> you brought me a gift. Yes, we come bearing gifts. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to bring Nursia Extra Abbey Ale. Okay, well, it's Benedictine, that's good. So we wanted to share it with you because, it's one, it's delicious, and two, we thought, 
you know, this is our, this is what we do on our show. It's made by monks. It's made by monks, so it has to be holy. And for those of you who just now heard that that seal being opened, uh, the the bottle opener uh, is is an antler. Uh, with just a little, so I'm pretty sure it's a beer antler. A beer, a beer from antler the from the beer, from the elusive beer animal. Beer animal. Uh, this is what their show is like, uh, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much in its entirety. If this is, if you're just laughing your head off, then you really need to download the podcast of the Catholic Man Show. Let's talk a little bit about today. We're going to talk about masculinity, by the way, and the the um, the, the cultural appropriation and misidentification of masculinity and mm-hmm. and the true picture of masculinity which i'm not sure has anything to do with um the elusive beer shirt uh or <laughs> or uh, nursia beer although that we're going to enjoy it um I, i'm not quite sure how this works are you saying that you're not really able to do radio sober oh, oh no we definitely i mean we never drink in excess on our show dave tell them why we, we drink on well the show. do tell you me, remember t- the old tic tac slogan it was can you breathe without a Tic Tac? No, I, I don't remember that. Well, then they said, of course, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so we, we, we drink on our show because it's good. Because God made it. And as a man on the man show, we enjoyed the finer things in life. Right. So men should have hobbies. There should be more to a man than work and TV. You know, he should have other elements to his life that are of quality. And so we drink beverages because of their goodness. So I noticed that this was not uh, a Bud Light. No, we listen. I don't even know what that the, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. A, I would be offended. Is that is that it, a good it, beer? No, I, is no it? it's not. Anytime you have a Pilsner with the with light at the end of it, oh, it drives me crazy. It's not a good beer. So we only have quality beers or whiskeys or uh, we had a mixed drinker last time. An Did old, you really an old fashioned? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. anyway, but this beer is actually speaking of good. Yeah, it's good delicious. Drinks. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> and every time we open up a drink, we, we read just a little bit of the tasting notes Please. because our our goal is is to get men to come together, enjoy a beverage, and talk about theology mm-hmm. or talk about a topic. Okay. And it's not just because it's expensive makes it good. It's a, a whiskey. We've had a lot of whiskeys. They could be cheap, but if you enjoy that. Great, mm-hmm. drink it. So that's okay. why we read the notes so people can see if it sounds good. So it has a little bit of an aroma of dark berries, and it actually even says stone. Like I don't know, stone. Really, moss. It's kind of mossy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with a touch of coca, coca. Um, and it's a little malty, mm-hmm. and it, it has a darker color, like a caramel darker color. I think my show has been co-opted. Guys, you're getting you're getting. This is kind of like a sneak peek of the of the Catholic Man Show. So raise yes. your glass. So, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Hashtag cheers to Jesus. That's that's our hashtag. That yeah, we, we started that. You, you started that. Yeah, yeah, we started this hashtag. Cheers to cheers Jesus. Cheers to Jesus. Okay. Well, it's that, like why is that not a thing? Right. <laughs> and we always say we're on the Lord's team, the winning, the winning side. side. So, so raise, raise your glass. glass. That's we, what we do. Now I have to tell you a story because okay. uh, I was at a, a parish a while back and they had uh, a a potluck like a parish would do, but instead of, you know, a normal potluck, they were bringing homemade beer and things like that. And it was like, I was brand new Catholic. So this was something uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, And my mother, who's not Catholic, she was attending this specific potluck. Converted her on the spot. No, it didn't. (laughs) It certainly did not. But they, they uh, toasted to our lady and she got the biggest kick out of that. Still does. Tells that story and, and giggles. And I'm thinking, what? It's perfectly normal. (laughs) 
Cheers to Jesus, to Our Lady. And to Our Lady. That's right. So we're talking today with uh, David Niles and Adam Minahan, uh, President and Vice President of St. Michael Catholic Radio in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They are the ones who drug me kicking and screaming into radio. So if you like my show, uh, you have them to blame. <laughs> and so we're talking today. We're, we're I promise we'll get to it uh, if if uh, if they let me. There, like I said, their show, their show, the Catholic Man Show, which is also on Redbox Media, is one long tangent. Uh, but we're going to talk today about uh, masculinity and about our conception of masculinity uh, in the world today. So, uh, talk to me just a little bit about uh, your how you met the two of you. Okay. Okay. Well, Tell us the story. We got a little bit of time. In, it was okay. in kindergarten. Yes. We both went to the same kindergarten. So class. last year. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was I have like, a really deep voice for a first <laughs> grader. Over twenty-five years ago. Yeah. Um, my old. My dad and his dad are best friends, and so we. But they weren't necessarily at the time. I don't think. I mean, they were friends. They weren't probably best friends. Yeah, they were friends from from, from church. St. Benedict's. But yeah. We met in kindergarten, really. Okay. And just became friends and stayed. Stayed so ever since. Mm -hmm. And lived together after, you know, we went to separate colleges, but we always hung out together. He moved in, we moved in together after college. Mm -hmm. And really, that was actually the the time frame that we kind of got serious on our faith. Yeah, we both discovered Catholic Radio. Mm -hmm. Catholic Radio played a huge part in not being Catholic, but loving to be Catholic. Right. Let's talk a little bit about when you got the radio station, and we don't have a whole lot of time here. we got about two minutes. Tell me how it came to be that you two young guys uh, are the president and vice president of a Catholic radio station in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Long story short, I was hanging out at Adam's house. I got an email from this guy that I had talked to one time before, and it said, David, I have a crazy idea for a new radio station in Broken Arrow, but you have to call me tonight if we're going to pull this off. Jeff. <laughs> that was it. That and, was it. And so Adam was like, we'll call him. Because I wasn't going to call him because I thought, he wants money. I don't have any money. So right. Right. no big deal. But I called him. He's like, blah, 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 FCC, window closes tonight. You got to incorporate yourselves. And we did. Mm -hmm. In one day, you, you incorporated. In, like, in like a couple hours. Turns out it's really easy to do that. So in one day, and really less than a day, you filled out all the paperwork not only to incorporate as a nonprofit, mm -hmm. but the paperwork required to register with the FCC potentially to win this, this frequency. Mm -hmm. And of all the people who might want a radio station, and, and there are some pretty crazy people out there, uh, they picked you. Well, we were the here's, last people. Yeah, here's They what, had tried everybody else. Here, we were the last resort. Here's what's really funny is that uh, we didn't fill out the paperwork correctly. And the FCC had a window. of It had to be at, the, at midnight. But because so many people were flooding mm -hmm. the, the website, it, uh, crashed. it crashed. And it gave us another day to get our, our paperwork correct. It ended up working out. Yeah. Wow. What a story. We're talking with... David Niles and Adam Minahan of St. Michael Catholic Radio and Breadbox Media, uh, hosts of the Catholic Man Show and the people responsible for thrusting me into radio. Join this conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter, which I have learned uh, wasn't working, but I got it working again. On Twitter, you can get to me at, at outside the walls. Love to hear from you. Uh, tell me what you think about these guys and I'll tell you how to get to their show. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking through the break. Oh, we're sitting here today with uh, Adam Minahan and David Niles of the Catholic Man Show, which you can get that podcast on breadboxmedia.com. Uh, and we're talking to them about masculinity. Obviously, it's the Catholic Man Show. And if you were to to uh, have a, a webcam in here right now, which uh, unless you're the NSA, you probably don't. But if you did, uh, then you would you would look at this room and go, wait, wait, wait. You're talking about what? Chest hair and biceps. That's what you'd be thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like 30 push-ups during that break. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I tell people I ran around the block three times this morning, and then I pushed the block back under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we're talking about masculinity and, and I, I, maybe I'm just out of my mind or, or, uh, have a unique experience, but I don't think I do, uh, where I, I have this picture in my mind of what masculinity is and I see all the ways that I fail miserably at it. Uh-huh. Is that, is that unique to me? No, dude, no. I see it in you all the time. I see it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clear. It's, it's clear, but I mean. No, but no, but I, yeah, yeah I know what you absolutely. mean. Absolutely. So we have this this society uh, drawn picture of what we expect masculinity to be, and maybe that's uh, the guy, you know, the, the Al Bundy uh, married with children, sitting on the couch and and doing nothing. Maybe it's the picture of the guy, or uh, falling asleep on Sunday watching football or golf. Right. Uh, but there's this, or, or maybe it's the very or mo- angry, or you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of sports these, fanatic, yeah, doministic. Mm-hmm. T- character flaws, which are mm-hmm. their character flaws, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're obviously not manly, but that kind of works itself out in our society. You know, maybe it's part of our Irish heritage that that is still hung around as what a man is. Well, it's kind of a drunk. Are you offending the Irish temper. right now? No, I'm Irish. Oh, okay, it's okay. I am I'm, too. I'm Irish. I get I get the Minahan. I wasn't sure with the Niles. Well, Niles is a Welsh name, but it originated out of Ireland. So you know we have this we have this culture that that has any number of different ways of defining masculinity generally through strength or through uh, you know I tend to think of uh, you know a farmer who's out working the land as being very very masculine that picture uh-huh. of masculinity some people would think hunters some people would think uh, uh, athletes uh, but we have this picture that basically when we hold up and look at it very few of us. Uh, ever attain. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking a, a, a few years ago, uh, probably not even that long ago, maybe two years ago, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> right? Uh, I'm uh, approaching that middle age, right? And I'm sitting here going, what, what do I want to be when I grow up? What, how will I know when I have achieved uh, the success that I want? You know, I, I, I always wanted to be a father. I, I have six kids so far. Mm-hmm. Check. Uh, Check right. My wife and I, we have six kids, and uh, so that's that's a big deal in terms of totally. getting to to. Uh, obviously, I've done something, but I still was feeling that lack, and I decided that the picture in my head that to me signified the masculinity that I wanted to attain, and I think it's different for different people, was a high back chair, a uh, a pipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, a single malt scotch with a roaring fire and the and the, uh, the library behind me and i'm thinking yeah, that kind of scholarly uh thought thoughtful person that to me was what it meant to be a grown up guy uh and so i i just decided well i'm i'm too late for it to just happen 
right? I have to go out and, and do it. I, I've, uh, I'm not going to be able anytime soon to afford to be able to go back and get another degree. I've got to start doing other things that will help me achieve that. And so first thing I did is I went out and bought a pipe because that's an easy one, right? You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I convinced my wife that she should let me smoke periodically. Uh-huh. So I, I got my pipe. I don't have the smoking jacket yet or the high back chair, but I do drink. I started buying, you know, I'm going to buy some single malt scotch that I like, and I'm going to just keep that around. And I don't have a bar by any means. I generally have one bottle of single malt scotch at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're out there and you love me, it's Balvenie Doublewood, and I'll give you my address. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, and, mm-hmm. and so that that's what I started to do. And then uh, I'm not great at this yet. I'm still working at this. But I thought, you know, I could sit here and I could play that stupid Angry Bird game or whatever on my phone, and I could do that for 30 minutes uh, or 40 or whatever the case may be. Or I could sit down and I could binge watch Netflix, or I could attain that goal that I have and I could read a cha- at least a chapter of a book a day. And I could begin to put things into me that are going to bring out of me those qualities that I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think that that's what's missing is we have this picture of masculinity that requires very little effort or very little intellect. And that's what society has given us as a picture of masculinity. And of course, you guys, that's not what your show's about. No. You're reclaiming something. We're so trying talk, to. Talk yeah. to me about... We're, we're evangelizing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? That's... No, seriously. That's what we do. We do. We evangelize. We try. So talk to me about your picture. We'll start, Adam, with you. What's your picture? Okay. Not to sound cliche, but mine would be just a, a kind of a spitting image of what my dad is. Okay. And that's, that's because my dad has a job that is not good. It's not fun. It's mm-hmm. a stressful job. But it provides for his family. He has sacrificed so much and and did things that he didn't want to do for his family. And then what he did when growing up, and I think I told you this earlier today, growing up my dad always made sure to play with me outside, to throw the football, the baseball, the frisbee, whatever it was. But we always had a time together and doing things and he sacrificed you know golf mm-hmm. um that that a lot of men do which golf isn't bad but i'm just saying he sacrificed a lot of social time on his on his part and um a lot of act- extracurricular activities that he could have been doing to be with me mm-hmm. and you know I, that to me is exuding manliness mm-hmm. yeah sacrificing what you want for the be- for the good of your family yeah, I mean, I think that really gets at the heart of what it is. Sacrifice, to me, is what a man is. You know, earlier you were saying, I don't think most people, when they, you say, all right, think about the ideal man. I don't think Jesus on the cross is what comes to people's minds, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you talk about, when you think about it, boom, that's the ideal man. Mm-hmm. Someone laying down their life for the sake of another. That's really, I think, you know, when you read the Bible, that's what men are called to do. Uh, you know, when you read the fifth chapter mm-hmm. of Ephesians, you see men are called to serve their wives. Um, if you have a wife, or you're just called to serve your beloved, every man's vocation, there is a counterpart beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your job is to serve her and mm-hmm. put yourself behind her needs. And a man who does that is the ideal man. 
So it's not about the externals at all. It's the interior disposition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think real manhood is defined in those tiny moments that maybe nobody sees, uh, you know. Or no one knows that it's a sacrifice. Yes. No one knows what it really costs you Mm -hmm. when you just sat down and you're really tired and your wife says, hey, would you grab me a glass of water? And it's like, I just sat down, you know, like, uh, but you just say, sure, yeah, I'd love to. And you just get up. It's those moments, I think. Yeah, because anybody could do a, a big thing. One big thing isn't like saintly. You know, mm-hmm. uh, everybody could, could sacrifice one big thing once a week. Right. But it's the little things like you were saying, Dave. It's the little things on a, on a daily basis, intentional, small things that, that make, that make right. the difference. Yeah. Well, you know, we kind of get an emotional high out of doing the big thing. Like, oh, right. uh, I went and mowed the neighbor's the yard. widow's mm-hmm. yard today just because it needed to be mowed, you know, like, and I feel so good about myself. And it's not like you do that every week, you know, maybe just, it's just one time that you did it. But the little things, the day to day stuff that just seems so monotonous, that is where the battle really is for manhood. And that is what really, I think, just where you get and, defined. And that, that comes from discipline. That's what it is. Totally. It's discipline. Totally. And that's something that we see regularly that men lack in, this, in today's society is discipline. Oh, no, man. I've seen people so disciplined that they will sit down and play a video game for hours just to get that extra <laughs> yeah, yes. or, achievement unlocked. Or they will spend every day five hours at the gym to mm-hmm. achieve the perfect body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... Do you but, lift, bro? Do you even lift, bro? Do you even bro? lift? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do actually work out regularly, and I see, the, I see some of these people, and... If you lift, by the way, it's nothing against you. Uh, we're, no. That's a, we're, we're laughing at the stereotype, and don't come to my house and beat yeah. me up, please. I pick things up and put them down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but, so discipline is certainly lacking. Oh, it's... Yeah. It's uh, it's almost non-existent in many, many men. But then there are men who are disciplined with just totally the wrong values. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even appreciate the things that they have, and they don't uh, discipline themselves around those good things in life. Instead, they chase false things. They spend 40, you know, they spend three hours in the gym, but they can't spend four or five minutes in prayer. Right. You know, I, I saw something several years ago that says that the average father will will have a conversation with his child every day lasting about 30 seconds of individualized time. Wow. And that's just sad. Without without saying, hey, put that down. Hey, go over here. I mean, actual conversation. How are you doing today? Tell me about your day. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Well, and I think you see in the society the fruits of all that yeah. today. We're talking with Adam Minahan and David Niles. They are the hosts of the Catholic Man Show, which you can get to on St. Michael Catholic Radio in Oklahoma and on Redbox Media in the podcast section. Uh, We'll be talking about a little bit more masculinity. That's the topic of the day. Of course, they're the hosts of the Catholic Man Show, so that makes sense. Uh, If you know someone who needs to hear this, well, you can get all the archives over at OutsideTheWalls.com and share it. Let them know. Join us over on social media, and we'll be right back right after this.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking around. Really? No, really today. Thank you so much for sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, we're sitting here today uh, in the studios of St. Michael Catholic Radio in Broken Arrow, the place where this show started. Uh, and we're sitting with the president and vice president of said station and the co-hosts of the Catholic Man Show, which you can get either in Oklahoma or on, hey, guess what? The Breadbox Media Network, breadboxmedia.com. Uh, and so... We're sitting here, we've been talking about masculinity. Maybe this is something that, uh, that you know someone who needs to hear this. Uh, maybe, maybe they have a picture of masculinity. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's, I don't know. But you've got someone who knows uh, what they think they know about masculinity, and, and maybe they miss the mark. I know that I've missed the mark plenty of times, and I've known you long enough, Dave, to know you've blown it, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to, like... Get onto the right target, you know, like you were almost, sheet. yeah, you were almost you know, like when you go to the range. The point like, of I no, feel like sometimes I'm hitting the bullseyes on my neighbor's target, you know. Yeah, you're almost past the point. I feel of no like return. I'm doing good, but then in the end, that <laughs> was actually pretty bad. I was, I was way off there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, we're we're talking about masculinity and the importance of having a godly perspective of masculinity. Right. You know, we, that's the problem with words is that words are defined by the culture that surrounds us, and so we hear masculinity, and and here in the West we have a very specific idea. Those who are in South America, they have a very specific idea. Mm. Uh, those who are in the Middle East have a very specific idea of what masculinity is, and yet we have in the church a picture of masculinity that's given for us. And I want to jump to one of the saints. Uh, we'll jump to a couple of them, actually. Let's talk about some okay. masculinity that we see in the saints. Uh, th there's a, a writing, uh, actually, I think it's the the homily and the breviary for July 2nd for today. It's not the one we're going to read, but it says, cling to the saints uh, because as we cling to them, we cling to holiness. And so for me, um, I didn't even realize it was happening, but I have a little bit of a, 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 an affinity for a devotion to St. Francis. Uh, hmm. And you've got this guy who, first of all, he doesn't take no for an answer. He sees the, the humanity in every person. We talked with uh, Father Jim Moster a few, weeks about, uh, a few weeks ago about this very thing. He's a capuchin. Uh, and you've got this this picture of masculinity that he sees the value of every person regardless of their station. And and then he gets the call from God. Uh, Francis, look around, you see my churches in ruins, rebuild my church. And he thinks, hey, I, I need to rebuild this chapel. And so he goes out and starts selling his father's things because, <laughs> you know, that's a, a really wise idea. Uh, to, <laughs> bold move. Yeah. The bold, bold move. To, uh, to be able to afford the rocks to build this thing. Of course, his father takes him to court, and he refuses to go to any court except for the bishop. And so finally, the bishop listens to the case and then says to Francis, no, man, dude, you really got to pay your dad back. Yeah, you got to cut that out, <laughs> you dude. Gotta, yeah. You got to cut that out. And so uh, Francis, being the bold person that he is, uh, he strips off, he gives gives his father not only the things that he had already taken, but he strips off the clothes off his back except for a hair shirt and says, I'll give you these back too. Uh, from this point on, uh, Pietro Benedetti is no longer my father. I can truly say, our father who art in heaven. And then he starts to beg for, not for his own sustenance, but for uh, the, the things that he needs to rebuild the house and carry stones one at a time to go rebuild that church. 
And then when he would go out to beg for food, he's begging for the worst food he can possibly get. He's like, no, 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 that, that's too good. Give me, give me something worse. As he is living a life solely, as you talked about earlier, for the benefit of others. Mm. And then he spends the rest of his life not only doing that, but bringing other people along to live a life uh, that, that exemplifies uh, service to others. Uh, and so that's a, a saint that I think really exemplifies a masculinity. First of all, I like his theory of yard work because he says wherever you have a garden that you should leave at least a portion of it completely untouched. Yeah, to and, let the wild... Yeah, that's my backyard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so I like that. That's like... I, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not unkempt. It's Franciscan. So you're the Franciscan portion for the neighborhood. Right, okay. that's right. So you were talking to me earlier, Adam, and why don't you dive into that a little bit about St. Maximilian? Oh, St. Maximilian, I have a, a very fond like devotion to, to St. Maximilian. Um, one, he was a... Uh, man. Yeah, he was a man. Yeah. But he also started radio stations. Yeah. Um, and he had a strong... People forget that, I yeah, think. They, they, they do forget that. So I, he's part patron of radio stations, uh-huh. but he also had a complete strong devotion and trust in our blessed mother which it doesn't get much manlier than that word so um he's a mama's boy he, yeah. he is a mama's boy which we all as, are as a man should be right um and so i love maximilian colby um in fact if you're one that struggles with addictions he's also a patron of ad- addictions um you can pray to him to help try to break addictions um, which is a, hmm. another manly thing. You know, you have to find out what your vices are and figure out how, you know, help. But you're missing the biggest part of, of the absolute complete manliness of St. Maximilian Colby. He, he, well, he, he laid down his life. But, yeah. but the way he laid down his life right. was pretty much bad. I mean, just, you know, I'm not... I mean, he, he substituted himself for another man who was called out because... Uh, somebody, he had a, somebody, he had a family, right? Right, who had a family. Somebody left, got, left the prison, and um, so, so they, they're going to kill ten people. They picked one guy, and he was like, "Please don't." You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I have a wife and kids, and uh, Father Maximilian Colby st- stood up and said, "Take me instead." For those of you don't who don't know, uh, Father Maximilian Colby was in uh, Auschwitz and was about to be executed and the way that they did it was they starved him and and he but he didn't he, he didn't, didn't die he's like he 13 days he's not eating he's not drinking and he's leading people the other people with him in prayer and in in psalms and singing and they're like finally you know what we're not going to wait for you anymore yeah so they, it's, it's kind of like the, the 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 saint they couldn't kill right mm-hmm. yeah they ended up shooting him up with with some acid, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he? In, oh, know what they really? Did? Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've gone did through. We, we've that. gone through mine, Saint Francis. We've gone through through yours, Saint Maximilian Colby, who was a Franciscan, by the way. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I think Saint, <clears throat> excuse me, Saint Sebastian is a pretty manly guy. He's the patron saint of athletes. Okay. Um, he was, well, he was shot with bow and arrows, mm-hmm. but that's actually not how he died. Really? Yeah. No. So yeah. in all of his images, like in his statues and paintings, right. he's got arrows in him. Right. But he actually survived those wounds and went back to the emperor's palace steps to proclaim the gospel again. And that's when they finally just killed him. <laughs> so, oh, you guys, you, you tried. I just wanted to let you know, still here. And by the way, 
Jesus me, Christ is our Lord yeah, and Savior. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a very uh, he was known for being very athletic. Um, and there is there is certainly something manly about competition mm-hmm. and athletics because uh, competition really drives drives you to be the best you can be, whether it's physical or whatever kind of competition. I hear you guys have a competition with your garden, your your vegetable. Well, gardens. that's not fair because his wife does his. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so talk to mine's me. more engineering. Mine's yeah, more his engineered. Is more engineer- engineered. Right. You've got you've got the irrigation I, I system built, all yeah, built like in. Right, yeah. Mine's just much bigger and right. better. And produces, yeah, produces <laughs> yeah. a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I, I don't re- really know how to grow things. I know how to build things. That's about it. I was working with with some some children uh, doing an RE program, and I was shocked by how many of them, uh, all the way up from from kindergarten to sixth grade, did not know even a single saint. I'm like, what's the name of the church, people? I guarantee you're going to get one. Really? Right? Wow. And and they couldn't tell me what their favorite saint was. And so if if you know someone uh, or you are someone who does not have a, a, a saint that you love their story, then uh, then I encourage you to find one. You can do that. You can go to catholic.org. They've got the saint of the day. That's a great place to start, little Wikipedia articles about each one. Uh, but find a saint that you identify with. Uh, if if you know a guy who needs a saint, uh, then go to the Catholic Man Show's Facebook page at the Catholic Man Show at the Catholic Man Show Facebook.com slash the Catholic Man Show and say, help, I need a saint for a guy. And I guarantee you these guys are going to give you a whole slew of oh, yeah. saints to look up. We'll lay it on you. <laughs> Let, let's 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 come back from that language a little bit and just provide a, a couple of names. That'd be fine. Sure. Okay, we can do that too. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> so we're talking with uh, David Niles and Adam Minahan, who I, I try really hard not to conflate your names. And so far, I think I've done pretty good. Yeah, no, I think yeah. you have. Yeah. Uh, because you're practically clone, almost clones. People say this. Yes. But I'm the better looking one. <laughs> I'm and humble, more humble. I'm the humble one. Yeah. <laughs> as I don't respond to his false accusations. <laughs> So we're talking with David Niles and Adam Minahan. Uh, they are the, the president and vice president of St. Michael Catholic Radio in Broken Arrow and the purveyors of the Catholic Man Show, at, at which time, if you were to go to breadboxmedia.com, download their podcast, you would hear them talk about uh, manly things, so mm-hmm. they say. On the reg. Uh, mm-hmm. On, on, on yeah, the yeah, reg, including bad grammar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they're going to talk to you about uh, a... a what they say, a manly beverage, some kind of uh, uh, enjoyable alcoholic beverage that's really too expensive mm-hmm. to get drunk on, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yes. They're going to talk to you about some item of man gear. If you have trouble figuring out what to buy for someone mm-hmm. with, for a birthday or for Valentine's Day or whatever, they've got it for you in that second segment. And then they're going to talk about some bit of theology It's a great show. Why don't you go take a look at it over on breadboxmedia.com, Catholic Man Show. We'll be right back after this. Join the conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, talk to me, at Outside the Walls. And we got a lot to talk about. Tell me about your favorite saint. What's a thing that inspires your life from the lives of the saints? We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking through the break. Well, if you've been listening lately, you know that this has been a little bit of a a whirlwind for my family in the last several weeks. Uh, We were in Colorado. We were there for a couple of months. It was gorgeous there, visiting family, doing the radio show from uh, the base of Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs. Uh, And then we we went to Tulsa. We went to Tulsa for the ordination of now Bishop Condorla. Uh, it was a fascinating event. We uh, got to take the whole family there, got to do some interviews with some folks that I uh, know and love from my time there. You can catch all those by going to OutsideTheWalls.com uh, and going to the blog section. I did some you know, 60-second Instagram interviews with folks uh, there around the day. You also know, if you've been listening, that that for a couple of weeks here, we are doing some pre-interviewed shows, uh, pre-recorded shows for the sake of travel. Because right now, while you're listening to me, I am on a plane uh, to Portland with six children. So as you're listening, pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Six kids on a plane. Oh my gosh, what are we thinking here? Uh, but you know we're we're bouncing around a little bit here, just at the at the tail end of the summer, and so uh, last week we did a great interview with Dr. Edward Shree. This week we had the guys from the Catholic Man Show. Uh, I interviewed them before the ordination. Of course, now I'm talking to you after the ordination, uh, and then uh, next week we're going to go back and have a great conversation with Andrew Whaley, who is the uh, the, the host of the Counter Position on Breadbox Media. I uh, got to interview him the same day that I sat down with. Dr. Edward Tree. And so we'll play that interview next week. It's one you're going to want to catch because we talk about everything. It's, a, it's another tangent show like this one was. So we'll, we'll talk about coffee and a lot of things, uh, a lot about coffee, honestly, because uh, that's a passion that he and I share. So because of this, uh, things may be a little disjointed. You may, wait, wait, didn't he just say today? And now he's saying today and it's a different day. Well, you know what? We're, we're making the best of what we have, uh, having just a great time, honestly, while we're doing it. Uh, and so if you missed any part of this show, if you wanted to hear uh, the Dr. Shree show, uh, all of those archives of everything we've ever done is up online at outsidethewalls.com. You just click that episode archive. Something else that you could do that would be great. It'd be really fascinating, fabulous fantabulous, uh, is uh, to become a friend of the show. If this is a show that you really uh, enjoy, you you listen to it every week, and you think, you know, I want to make sure that other people hear about this. Well, something you could do is become a premium member of the show. Now, of course, we give the show away for free, but uh, for people who are members of the the Friend of the Show Club of this show, uh, we're going to give away extra books from publishers. We're going to have some special interviews, some video interviews I'm going to be doing here in the near future. All you got to do is go over to breadboxmedia.com, click the friend of the show icon, scroll down to my name, Timothy Putnam, and uh, and enter in. $10 a month will make you eligible for all of the friend of the show benefits and uh, hope, hope to see you there. Now, we've been talking about masculinity today with the guys from the Catholic Man Show, and, and I think one of the, the main concepts in, in our culture, at the very least, if not others, uh, for masculinity is this concept of being independent. Uh, it's something we've talked about in previous episodes about independentism, and uh, we're not independent, frankly. We can't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. You know, we're all connected, and we have to, I think, uh, a, a beautiful picture of masculinity is 
uh, recognizing our dependence upon other people, holding them up when they need strength, but also being vulnerable uh, in the appropriate contexts and letting people realize that we need to be held up sometimes. Uh, And so today's readings are going to give us just a little picture of that. Uh, I'm going to do today the responsorial psalm for today. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, And it's from Psalm 85. And I, I love this because it speaks of our dependence upon God. And it says, the Lord speaks of peace to his people. I will hear what God proclaims. The Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. The Lord speaks of peace to his people. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord speaks of peace to his people. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and salvation along the way of his steps. The Lord speaks peace to his people. That's from Psalm 85. Now, we talked earlier a little bit about the the picture of the farmer as a a beautiful picture, a, a very strong picture of masculinity. And there is someone who who lives out this this picture of dependence upon God because he can do so much. Uh, he can uh, plant at the right time. He can plow at the right time. He can put the right things down. Uh, if he's got irrigation, to some extent, he can do that. But ultimately, he needs the rain. He needs the hand of God to come and give provision for him to be able to work out uh, all that he needs to do, right? He, he can't apply his craft on his own. He is dependent upon God. And really, when you go out into farming communities, I grew up for my early childhood in a farming community, you see this picture of dependence all the more. Uh, you know, they'll they'll uh, harvest one field and then they'll all go over and everybody will take their uh, tractors over to the next field and they are dependent upon one another uh, to make it through life. And it's just a, a a strong and beautiful and fascinating picture that so often in the urban areas we we completely miss. We we we're men unto ourselves. We we have our own little islands. We pull into our garage doors that open by themselves and close behind us, and we never see our neighbors. And that's that's a, a just a shame, I think. Let's continue with this this idea of masculinity having this component of dependence, dependence upon God. Uh, In our reading from church history today, this comes from the Treatise Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus, uh, and he says this, "'The glory of God gives life. Those who see God receive life. For this reason, God, who cannot be grasped, comprehended, or seen, allows himself to be seen, comprehended, and grasped by men, that he may give life to those who see and receive him.'" It is impossible to live without life, and the actualization of life comes from the participation in God, while participation in God is to see God and enjoy His goodness. Men will therefore see God if they are to live. Through the vision of God, they become immortal and attain to God Himself. As I have said, this was shown in symbols by the prophets. God will be seen by men who hear His Spirit and are always waiting for His coming. As Moses said in the book of Deuteronomy, on that day we shall see, for God will speak to man and man will live. God is the source of all activity throughout creation. 
He cannot be seen or described in his own nature and in all his greatness by any of his creatures. Yet he is certainly not unknown. Through his word, the whole creation learns that there is one God and Father who holds all things together and gives them their being. As it is written in the gospel, no man has ever seen God except the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He has revealed him. From the beginning, the Son is the one who teaches us about the Father. He is with the Father from the beginning. He was to reveal to the human race visions of prophecy, the diversity of spiritual gifts, his own ways of ministry, the glorification of the Father, all due order and harmony at the appointed time and for our instruction. Where there is order, there is also correct timing. Where there is correct timing, there is also advantage. The Word became the steward of the Father's grace for the advantage of men, for whose benefit He made such wonderful arrangements. He revealed God to men and presented men to God. He safeguarded the invisibility of the Father to prevent men from treating God with contempt and to set before Him a constant goal toward which to make progress. On the other hand, He revealed God to man and made Him visible in many ways to prevent man from being totally separated from God and so cease to be. Life in man is the glory of God. The life of man is the vision of God. If the revelation of God through creation gives life to all who live upon the earth, much more does the manifestation of the Father through the Word give life to those who see God. We need God. Whether we know it or not, Uh, it goes back to that prayer from Thomas Merton that we talked about last week. I know that you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Even if we don't understand the level to which we are dependent upon God, we are dependent upon God. Uh, That that phrase is otherwise translated uh, there towards the end. The glory of God is man fully alive, right? Uh, and and so here we are. We, we depend upon God for all that we are. Men, we depend upon God for all that we are. And our truest sense of masculinity comes in our recognition of the fact that we can't do it all on our own, right? We, with all of our strength, with all of uh, our ability, with all of our talent, with all of our skill, we still can't do it on our own. We are dependent upon God. We're dependent upon those who are right around us. And in that acknowledgement of dependence comes our greatest strength. Our masculinity comes from the fact that we are members of one another. We help one another. We gain strength from one another. And in that place of recognizing our own dependence upon one another, we we look most like we're meant to look. The glory of God is man fully alive. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Next week, we're talking with Andrew Whaley of The Counter Position from Breadbox Media. It's going to be a great show. Don't miss it. Outside the Walls is a co-production of Breadbox Media and St. Michael Radio heard around the world on live streaming, terrestrial radio, and podcast. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.